0: Welcome to another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources. I'm Bill Waisner. With me, of course, is Dwayne Friend. Hi, Dwayne. Hi, Bill. So, we're going to talk about the International Year of Soils. Now, I have a fairly fancy calendar that has all of the, you know, uh, today's Hamburger Day, uh, International Hamburger Day. I honestly didn't notice that it was the (laughs) International Year of Soils. Who declares such things?
1: That has actually been declared by the United Nations so it's not only something for the United States it's a worldwide event um, and this is something that they uh, are looking at and obviously we have soils around the world and we really have to be thankful for the the soils we have here in the Midwest because we are blessed with some incredible soils for growing crops uh, and not only that but for our our vegetable gardens and our landscapes, we have great soils to grow all of these things. If you look at the world soils, there there is at least 33% of the world's soils are considered degraded or don't have the, the productivity that they should have. So that's one of the reasons why they've designated this as the year of soil, to get people more aware about what people should do in terms of managing soil and soil
0: quality. Well, what makes soils important in the first place?
1: Well, uh, it's it's the basis of where we, we grow everything. Uh, the soil has, uh, it's not just a placeholder, it's not just something where you stick some seeds in, you stick trees in, it um, provides the, the food and nutrients that plants need to grow. And there is a big relationship and there's being more and more research done in this area uh, in terms of the symbiotic relationship between the microbes in the soil and how those microbes interact with root systems. Uh, And there's been a lot of research already done on this, but I really think that here in the next uh, few years and then the next decade or so, this is really gonna be a major area of research in terms of crop productivity, uh, not only for, again, around the United States, but around the world as well.
0: Very good. How have the quality of the soils in the Midwest, you spoke of the Midwest having really good soils, but how has it changed over, say, the last hundred years?
1: We have changed the soils somewhat, and as I go through this, I don't want to make it sound like we have destroyed our soils. We have stupendous soils still, just uh, tremendous soils for growing things. But uh, what we've done, uh, two of the things that we've done that have changed soils over the last 100 to 150 years is we've tilled the soil and we've tiled the soil. Now, both of those things are obviously needed for crop production. But when we've done both of those things, what that has done is allowed more oxygen into the soil. When we've added more oxygen into the soil, the bacteria in the soil, which is the main microbe that... Uh, decomposes organic matter uh, is able to do that at a faster rate and what we've seen over the last hundred years and this is not only true for the Midwest but it's really anywhere you look at around the world where uh, this type of of work has been done uh, the amount of organic matter in our soils have decreased and one of the best research studies in in Illinois that's been done uh, was a study that was done over on the U of I Champaign-Urbana campus uh, a a few decades ago. It was actually a 70-year study done from about 1903 to 1974, so it was about a 70-year study. They looked at several different rotations and looked at the amount of organic matter from the beginning to the end of that period. And what they found was in some cases, especially when it was a monoculture, in other words, the same crop grown year after year after year with no fertilizer applied, those plots lost over 35% of their original organic matter that they started out with. Now at the other end of the spectrum where there were um, multiple crops, such as a three year rotation, and fertilizer applied, the, the soil loss was not nearly as dramatic. There it was only about a five percent, five to six percent loss. But even at that you're looking at just a 70 year period. So uh, again in general what we've seen is a, a general decline in the amount of organic matter in our soils.
0: And that's, as you say, one of the things that really is an indicator of uh, productivity of a soil and how, how much you're going to be able to take off in terms of a crop.
1: Yeah, the more organic matter you have in the soil, the more productive that soil is going to be. And there's a number of benefits for having organic matter in the soil. It helps contribute nutrients as it slowly decomposes. It enables uh, the soil to hold nutrients in place. And by that I mean if you add a fertilizer to a soil that is high in organic matter, it's going to hold that fertilizer in the root zone so it doesn't get leached away. Um, it also aids in water retention in the soil just because you have water in the soil doesn't mean all of that water is available but the more organic matter you have in the soil the more plant available water you have so there's a number of different benefits for having lots of organic matter within a soil
0: so what can we do to overall improve and maintain the uh, quality of the soil sounds like um, organic matter is one of the things
1: That is one of the things, and one of the other areas that uh, is beginning to be looked at again, this was something that farmers used to do 50 or 60 years ago, and now people are coming back around to it, is the use of cover crops. And the reason they're looking at cover crops is twofold. First of all, all, uh, cover crops, when you've got some type of of plant material or some type of cover on that that field, over that soil uh, throughout the growing season and and past the the regular harvest season, you're going to decrease the amount of soil erosion that takes place. So you're not going to lose as much of that topsoil as you would otherwise. The other aspect, and this is one that is really being looked at very closely, is the the longer you can have living plants working in the soil throughout the year, uh, the higher the amount of microbial activity, especially in terms of a particular type of fungus called mycorrhizal fungi. Mycorrhizal fungi is something that works in conjunction with root systems and kind of acts as an extension of root systems. They help bring in water and nutrients, and so the higher mycorrhizal fungal populations you have in the soil, typically the better plants are going to do. And the more living plants, the longer you can have living plants in the soil, the higher those mycorrhizal populations are going to be. So cover crops are being looked for those reasons uh, in, in crop rotations or, or crop fields. But uh, that's also something that gardeners can look at. There's there's research that's being done. Uh, by different folks to look at the use of cover crops even in gardens where people can put these in and again helps with uh, soil compaction, helps with organic matter content so there's a number of different benefits to that. Now obviously it's going to take a little bit more management, it's something that sometimes people have to experiment with a little bit to, to get a handle on how to manage cover crops properly but it's something that's that's really worthwhile for people to look into.
0: Very good. Where can we go for more information on this topic?
1: Well, you can go to the University of Illinois Extension website. There's a number of different topics on soils. Uh, People can also look at uh, several compost websites that we have on our state website. Um, So there's a hodgepodge of, of resources that people can look at on our state extension
0: website. Very good. Well, for another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources, this has been Bill Waisner and Dwayne Friend.